podcast with Mo. What up and welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 64. On this episode, I'm joined by Wyatt. We really only talk about two things. I mean, we briefly touch on small stuff like Facebook arguments and things like that. Um, but we're mainly talking about the Democratic presidential candidates at the moment, the front runners, because Wyatt was informed of these things. And then we talk about Game of Thrones final season for about 40 minutes probably at the end so after the email break the whole rest of that is just us bitching about the final season of game of thrones um so you might like that i don't know uh so thanks for checking it out all right we are joined by wyatt what up all right man uh i never remember when the last time someone came on was but i feel like it's been some time it's been a minute yeah it's been like six weeks probably yeah Definitely. So, something like that. Maybe longer. I don't know. Pro- probably was. Uh, I think it was before Game of Thrones. So that was definitely at least Oh, six yeah. Weeks. Damn. Yeah, it was because we haven't talked to any Game of Thrones. Right. So. And I've even been like every week telling Snappy like, well, just let's not talk too much. I'm going to wait till the end. Uh, Wild's going to come on because we've read all the books. So we like are going to be pissed off probably about some yeah, similar things. Yeah. Um, so we'll get to that um, eventually. And then also, I know you're following the Democratic presidential people. So eventually we'll get to that yeah. as well. And uh, But if we have any other bullshit to talk about, of course, that'll happen. I love bullshit. Um, I do need to bring my Patreon, patreon.com slash a podcast with Mo. I got y'all Snappy, my mom, Hurricane Haynes, and Marshall the Dharma Initiative Bear. And uh, they're my patrons that are co-producers. So Bro, that's like out. two more patron, two more co-producers than the last time I was here. You're Could moving, be. You're moving At least one. World. I know Marshall, is, uh, I think, is a new one for sure. Yeah, hurric- I haven't heard this Hurricane Haynes before. Uh, well, that's a new it thing. was Travis, but... We go in by nicknames now, so now it's oh, Hurricane Haynes. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, I've invited you to our Discord. Um, there is some political debates. We are really good at being civil and not insulting. Oh, um, then what's the point? Right. So I, mean, I know that, you're, that's where all the fun is. You would probably Can't call each other an idiot. Bri- be pretty fun <laughs> to, uh, for instance, Rusty brought up this thing yesterday. I don't want to get too personal because uh, it was his family of someone posting a picture of their stillborn uh child rock someone close to him and he's like what do y'all think about that and i'm like i think you're fucking weird if that happens so like i was i was kind of rude in that scenario of talking about someone else but not to someone in the discord yeah so so wait so so like in the middle of like they were arguing about abortion i guess and he posted like a picture of his no no we we discussed abortion previously and then this was like a few days later and he was like oh by the way this happened in my life what would you think of a person that did that and i was like I think they're fucking weird. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, you can only, like, you can talk about it. Like, I don't know, you gotta be posting pictures. I don't know. But then again, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, they. I've never been through it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what I would do. And that's, I don't think I would do that, but I don't know. Yeah. Right. So, um, I had a guy, I was arguing about abortion with somebody on Facebook the other day. (laughs) And, it's this this guy that we've had beef for for years, but it's one of those kind of things where like the first person to admit that they have beef, the other one is going to be like, "What? What beef? What are you talking about?" It's like <laughs> we're one good of those, friends. Yeah, it's like mean? one of those things. So, anyways, we're arguing about abortion back and forth, and he's like making it really personal, right? Like he start he calls me stupid, he calls me a baby killer, and all this stuff. I'm getting pretty pissed. And then, I, so I I message him and I'm like, "Look, dude, like." You've called me these names, right? You've made it personal. I'm just trying to have a discussion about what the best policy is and blah, blah, blah. And he says, no, you're the one that made this personal because you might not know it, but my wife has had miscarriages. And for you to say that it's okay to kill babies when I've had babies die is the most personal thing that could ever be said to me and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, fuck you. Like, that's I, that's not going when to I just like lost. That's not going to get an abortion. That's right. Not- those right. are, I don't want to get those would be whoever makes the decisions in the grand world's abortions. <laughs> right? right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I I got really upset and and like, you know, started like cussing and stuff. And then of course, you know, whoever starts cussing first, that's the person everyone's gonna say is right. being uncivil. But I'm pretty sure that it's uncivil to you know, throw something like that to win a Facebook fight. You know, I mean, how badly do you need to want to win a Facebook fight to use your, you know, fucking miscarriage as ammunition, you know? Right. But then again, I'm the type of person that 
uh, I know this is weird to say because I have a podcast, so I definitely am like, hey, people listen to my thoughts about shit. But in general, I'm not like to have to put all my shit out there on Facebook, right? I'm like, if you want to click this link and listen to me talk about some bullshit, fine. But I'm not going to be like, last night I was up till 2 a.m. just fucking shitting all night, guys. <laughs> like, I'm just never going to share any personal things in general. Like, that's just not how I do it. But I also don't argue about politics too much on Facebook. I try not to. I do. Because I, I don't think it. I'm going to change anyone's mind. No. And yeah. that's, I guess, why I'm like, well, who cares? Yeah, I just don't think that it's possible to change anyone's mind on anything anymore. Right. You're kind of, you're set on your team. Now, I do think you could have a grand identity change all at once. Like some people can where they're like, and now I'm this person. But it's very rare for people, I think, to change like one thought at a time. Yeah, especially when they're older. You know, right. the older people get. Because I did that. I mean, I was like a, you know, church going. Me too. Me too. Rush Limbaugh listening, you know, kid. But. Uh, you know, I just I saw some of the injustices perpetrated by the conservative movement when I was a junior in high school. And so by the time I was a senior in high school, I was, you know, I'd abandoned that persona. Right. One thing, because uh, my wife is a teacher and one thing she she has told me about and I've seen and I just think it's interesting. And I'm sure I mentioned before is we lit when I grew up in high school. And I think we're you're a couple years younger than me. Um because George W. Bush was the establishment, you know, the Republicans yeah. had the power. Yeah. It was like cooler to be a, a liberal or Democrat because they weren't in power. Right. And so you were like more like the, the underdog, the rebellion. But now that like, I guess these kids in high school now remember like everyone just fucking loved Obama. So now like the cool rebellious kids are like, well, I like Trump because none of the adults like Trump. Like it's like their thing, they're latching. And it's so weird to me because I'm like, yeah. oh, just there were no kids in high school. They were like, but come on, guys, George W. Bush is looking on like, you know, like, <laughs> but there are high school kids now. They're like, they fucking yeah. love Trump. And I just found it. Well, I mean, he has the mentality that they do. You <laughs> right. know I mean, he, he operates on the same level. You know, they have the same reading level. Right. Um, but that's unfair know, to the high school. Kids, that's, right? that's true. I know a lot of smart high school kids. No, but I don't know. I mean, I guess my experience with high school kids is with speech and debate classes that right. I that I help coach. And those are kind of the kids that I deal with. And kids that do speech and debate are generally a lot smarter than that. Um, so I don't know a lot of Trump supporting high school kids personally but i know that they exist because i've seen like maga hats in the hallway and stuff right you know so um I'm, i've been lucky to kind of avoid that all right well since we're already in politics i say let's just go ahead but all i was getting at there was hey join our discord there's sometimes fun conversations that are on this podcast and sometimes they are um but so you, like I said, are watching all these Democratic people. There's like 30 fucking people running for president. <laughs> yeah, to be it's the, the most Democrat in nominee. American history, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so I know there are some front runners. I know, for instance, last time around, you were total Bernie bro. And then I know a few like. I don't think that I, I don't think so. Did I say that? I see. I see. I, I remember because we worked together around that time. Uh, you were very oh, much, last time around, yeah. last election last cycle. election. I yeah, thought yeah. you meant the last time I was here. No, no, no. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Last time you were here, I want to say that you had mentioned Buttigieg is how I pronounce his name. And no, then I, I, I don't think that I knew about him. Okay, last I'd time. Mentioned or maybe him I did a but long I'd... time ago on here of like guys. I think this dude's a re- legit yeah. guy, and then like months later, he finally blew up. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Last last election cycle, I was definitely you know, feeling the burn. I went and saw him speak in Tulsa and I waited in line for three and a half hours. And the whole time that we're going through the line, he's got staffers that are working the line and they're like, the Senator is not going to start speaking until everyone is in the building. And then everyone would cheer, you know, right? because there was still like an hour and a half worth of people behind me, which means the people that were actually there on time were going to need to wait four and a half hours before for all the lazy fucks. It's exactly what his America would look like too, is all the hard work people <laughs> supporting all the lazy ones so but we get in there and we finally get in there after three and a half hours and keep in mind we came we were there like two hours before the speech was supposed to start but right. there was just that many people in line um so anyways we get there and we walk in and there's this just sea of people in this convention center and way at the other end you can see his shiny head poking up and it's it's Bernie Sanders and he's talking. And I'm like, that motherfucker, you lied. Right. And uh so anyways, he talked for like ten more minutes after I got in the room and then left. So I got to see him speak for like ten minutes. But I did get to see see him I did get to hear him say the one percent, you know. Right. The one percent in this country. 
Yeah. You know, and, that's and that's all I needed. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. I fucking just got you all fired up. Yeah, that's right. I just went home and whacked off to social. So many people were rock hard in that building that yeah, night. Yeah, that's right. Um, I personally, I've said about Bernie Sanders, every time I hear him speak, I there's plenty of times I'm like, well, how the fuck are you going to do that? But I'm always like, <laughs> in general, I am like, his heart's in the right place. I think he's sincere. I think he wants the world to be a better place. So that's why I liked him last election cycle. Yeah. Um, I've just, I was never a fan of Hillary. That's why I was like, oh, yeah. Bernie seems cool. Um, but we do have other people. Now, I want to say Elizabeth Warren off promises alone. If like if presidents just could just guarantee their promises, and I know that's not a thing that actually can happen. <laughs> we're, we're learning that as we become adults. Is She was like, I'll just eliminate all your student loan debt. And I was yeah. like, well, okay, you got my vote. Yeah. There yeah. you go. That's how you do it. Yeah. Yeah, I you're going to just bankrupt all these companies who bought my debt <laughs> just to eliminate mine. I love it. This is uh, great. Elizabeth Warren is my is my choice right now. Um, oh, okay. If, if the primary were held today, that's who I would vote for. Um, and I thought that that was going to be pretty solid. Like I thought, you know, I didn't think there was going to be much that could change me because basically she's Bernie Sanders light, right? Right. But and she's a little younger, and I think a little more electable, um, because Bernie is just. Look, the most important decision that Bernie was going to make in the last election cycle was who his VP was because that's the person that people would be voting for. Right. You know, because we haven't had a president die in office. I was just listening to an NPR uh, segment the other day about how we haven't – this is the longest stretch in American history by far that we haven't had a president die in office. Right. And we're um, just electing them older and older too. Yeah, and we're electing them older and o- older. So a president's going to die in office eventually and – you know, I could see it being Bernie. I mean, the man is old and the office ages you a lot faster than, you know. One of the best memes of all time life. is like where they compare all the, you know, first year president to last year president. Uh-huh. And they do the one of if Bernie Sanders won his first year and then uh-huh. the dude from Tells from the Crypt that says last year. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. it's so gay. Yeah. Not even trying to be a dick, but it's yeah. really funny. No, yeah. He's super old. So, you know. I actually think that he should have picked Elizabeth Warren as his running mate before the convention last time around. But anyways, um, so I think Elizabeth Warren's a little more electable, a little more likely to survive the term. And I like her her policy-driven campaign. She's got like really thought out, you know, policies on her website and she's come up with all these like student loan forgiveness plans and there's other plans that she has all kind of geared around, you know, financial reform. Right. Um and so I thought like that was going to be my girl and it still is, but Buttigieg is is climbing in my in my view and here's the thing everyone listening this you know try this out because maybe you can prove me wrong just go to youtube and type in pete Buttigieg, which is spelled uh, p-e-t-e and um uh, just listen to him talk and i think you'll you'll like listening to him talk he's very you know very That's articulate what and all sticks that. out to me is he but speaks very well. Here's the here's the crazy thing. Here's the thing that I've I've noticed. Scroll down past the video to the comments and try to find a negative comment. Right. It is so hard. You have to scroll through just hundreds of comments to find even one that's negative. Most of the comments are like well, I'm a Republican, but this guy, you know, he's really smart, you know, I I could see him, you know, being president. And I've seen so many comments like that where it's it's like, well, I haven't voted in 30 years, but this guy, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, you'll find one negative comment where someone will call him like a queer or something. Every like one in a thousand comments that you read. But it's just crazy because you can do that with any other candidate. Right. And it's going to be 50-50 or worse, you know, positive to negative. So that's what I think nobody – that really listens to this guy and has any, you know, brain capacity is like, cause, cause that's like something that they always like Fox news and all those places always try to do with Democrats, like with AOC. Right. Right. We talked about this last time. They always want to say she's stupid. Right. She doesn't understand how taxes work. She doesn't blah, blah, blah. Nobody's going to call Pete Buttigieg stupid. Right. Right. I mean, the man's a Rhodes scholar. I agree. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, speak only, six languages. That's what I was thinking as well. Is when you mentioned Elizabeth Warren earlier, the only negative she has is they're going to play off. They're going to say she's dumb because she's. There's been times she said stuff where two conservatives will be like, "Well, how the fuck that makes sense?" You know, one of those things. And then also the fact that she has claimed her Native American ancestry with no proof, but 
I honestly believe the story of her grandparents told her and she never questioned them. But that can be spun as like, she's a white person trying to take your minority. Right. right? Like they're going to do that. Um, Bernie's super old. I do think if like, if this was sports and I do think politics are sports pretty much. I agree. Um, you know, a lot of times what you think of is like, what would that team not want to face, right? Like, what would they not right. want you to do? Not exactly what should you do off your strings, but what right. would they be scared of? And I think Trump is way more scared of Pete, oh, yeah. of Mayor Pete than he is other ones. Like, he gets pissed when they put him on Fox News. Uh-huh. His town hall went really well. Mm-hmm. And he, he got, got a standing ovation from a Fox News audience. Right. I also, I think he's, I mean, I've said this, like, I think it was like five or six months ago when he first announced and I heard about him. I was like, he checks so many unique boxes together. Mm-hmm. It's just fascinating. So I do think from like, a, he, I think he could do some shit, right, that yeah. the others couldn't. And him being young, I know me personally, I, I'm always joking on here how old people are so stupid, but I probably <laughs> vote like that in a lot of ways. Yeah. And so I don't know a lot of his policies because yeah. I haven't looked that much, but every time I've heard him speak, I'm like, oh, yeah, he seems to have it. Yeah. Kind of how I felt about Obama. Yeah. You're like, oh, he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, that's the comparison people make. You know, he's, he's the new Obama and everything. And he's 37 years old, so he would be the youngest president. But one thing that I love that he says all the time is, yeah, you know, I know I'm the young guy in the race, but, you know, the reason why I'm running is because of my experience. I mean, I have more executive experience than the president. Right. Right. I mean, that's a low bar, but, I, you know, I do. But I have more executive experience than the vice president. And I have more military experience than any president since George H.W. Bush. You know, and, and so, you know, you hear him say that and you're just like, ooh, like, right. how is Trump going to respond to that? Exactly. You know? I think that's what all, yeah, sticks out to me the most is because what I find fascinating about politics, and I know a lot of people hate this, is, and I'm sure you as a speech and debate person totally understand completely what I'm about to say. I'm like, you're playing a game, a game of speaking, right? Yep. It's about let me talk around something. And uh-huh. the people that are into politics are like clever, but then people aren't are like fucking asshole. And that's right. kind of how people are like stupid politicians. That's right. the whole thing. So whenever you do see him, you're like, oh, what? What, like you're saying, what would you respond with? Like right. he just, he grabs into the bag. And again, uh, we just mentioned, but Obama was the same way. He always knew what to respond with. Yeah. Out of all the possible things you can say to all the questions, it seems like they're always like, well, how about this? And it's always right. Right. Whereas in like, I think Trump does that as well for his base. Someone will say, someone will be like, well, who cares? What about Lon Hillary? And then they fucking <laughs> right. cheer, right? Because that's what right. they need to hear for that response. Um, and that's the thing. I don't know how Trump's going to make fun of Pete because you he's, can't say he's gay. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's the only thing that I could see him doing. Right, little gay Pete. Yeah, right. <laughs> like yeah, like that's the only thing that I could see happening. And if that happens, I mean, you know, just right. Uh, It'll be weird. Jesus Christ! It'll be so weird. But, but you can't. I mean, he speaks six languages. He. I mean, I guess he could call him a nerd. Right. But I mean, he's also a war veteran. You know, like put on your glasses, Pete. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, like, yeah like I don't. So probably make fun of him for being young. Right. You know, he'll, but the thing is, do you really want to play the age card? I'm old. You're right. the oldest president in American history, and he spends You're his time older getting than Ronald Reagan and other stuff to make him appear young. So yeah. for him to now be like, no, no, I'm the old wise one, <laughs> would <laughs> right. be quite the turn. Right. Yeah. So I just, I just don't see. He's such a foil to Trump that I don't see how, you know how Trump's going to do that unless he just leans even harder right and is right. just like, you know, we can't have an abomination like this in the White House, you know. <laughs> it just goes uh, harder. Yeah. But, you know, but that's the thing. Another interesting thing that I think about Pete Buttigieg is you watch, like, um, profiles of him that uh, different organizations do, and, like, him being gay isn't the first thing that people bring up. Yeah, normally in the second. Like, you know, it's 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 – I mean, you said normally second. It's usually, no, I said normally not the second. Right? Yeah, normally, like, yeah, normally not the second. Yeah, I mean, it's like usually like the fourth or fifth thing. Right. That they you know because they always say he speaks six languages. Say he's gay. They'll say and his life partner, and you're like, oh, and <laughs> right. he's gay. Like, right? Yeah. It, which I think is really interesting, and he talks about this too a lot. Is like that we've come to that point in America where like it doesn't have to be. Not only is it like okay to be gay in this country, although it's getting harder every day under Trump, but not only is it okay to be gay, it doesn't have to be like the thing that defines you right i mean i think the thing that defines him is his intelligence you know i mean he speaks all these languages he's a road scholar and then i think his veteran status because we haven't had a president with a lot of military experience in a long time and we haven't had a democratic president with military experience in a much longer time than that lyndon johnson maybe i don't know if he was in the military or not it's been a hot minute yeah and so you know there's all these things that that set him apart and then and then yeah he's also gay but 
he has this. He, he, do you know what his husband does for a living? Oh shit, I I did, but now that you asked me, I don't remember. He's a theater teacher. Yeah, that's yeah, it. which is I mean, real gay, but right. also real cool because I mean, that's what I do. So um, they're gonna have the best White House Christmas and Easter presentation, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, he's gonna be the first, the the best first lady ever. You know, right. I mean, yeah. Um. I'm so yeah. I'm, I'm pretty also, stoked about so it. So here's where like my brain goes. Um, again, for Micah, if this was sports and sports, you would be like, well, what would be the best playoff matchup? So now I'm like, let's imagine it gets down like Bernie steps out because he backs Pete or whatever, and then it's like Elizabeth Warren and Pete holding on to who gets a Democrat, and I could see Trump, you know, chiming in with like, see that, ladies. They won't even choose one of you. They'd rather have a gay man than a woman be up. You know, they would like try to play right. the like, let's get the women on our side. Well, yeah, they're <laughs> all. I mean, they're already doing that. I mean, I saw a uh, something the other one of those news organizations, one of those right news organizations, saying like that Pete was racist because he was running. Uh, somebody like they just asked him. They were like, you know, you have all, all these um, people of color on your side of the of the primary. Why do you want to silence their voices by <laughs> by taking their job? Right. You know? And he I mean, you know, he answered really deftly and you know, but he he's also said like he's committed that he'll have a a person of color as his VP. He's also said that he'll have a woman as his VP. So I mean the only candidate would be Kamala Harris unless he gets someone that or I guess no I mean there are others, right? I mean, because I guess um the one from Hawaii. Yep. Um She's not black, but she's like Polynesian or something. Anyways. As long as you're not white, you can fucking rule <laughs> right. something in America. That's how they're doing it to us, guys. Uh, honestly, this is really where I'm at. Is like I think like all the stuff like you're just saying of you know people setting Pete up, or even him having to go out of his way to be like I'm going to have a person of color. I think it just ruins the whole. It, it's still racism. It's just the opposite. It's like. I'm going to go out of my way to make sure it's not a white person. I'm like, it should just be off fucking qualifications and like look on a piece of paper and who do you want and who matches. And I get it's like a big game and it's about like you got to draw in votes from these different sectors or whatever. But uh, I think that's going to just keep propelling um, the conservative side to be like, look what they're trying to do to white people in America. And you're just going to keep going because you're always having to go out of your way to be like, no, I'm going to do this whenever I think normal, decent people are like, well, yeah, of course you'll treat people well oh why do you i don't know i get i get very uh confused by race politics that's the only thing i'm so like fucking y'all are all stupid <laughs> just who cares but again i'm a white person so i can say that and no one right and everyone's like well of course it doesn't fucking matter to you white person you're right. fucking ivory tower right um ivory tower All right, so if you have any questions, suggestions, or corrections, please email us at a podcast with Mo. That is a p o d c a s t w i t h m o at gmail.com. Perfect. Boom. Uh, all right, Game of Thrones. So. Sorry. Perfect. No, I'm going to leave it. Um, everyone that's listening to my podcast knows I have not been a fan of this whole season. Boo! And I think the real conversation I've seen online, at least lately, of the finale, is this the worst finale sort of thing? I personally believe this is the worst final season Whole season, not one last episode, but whole season of any show I've ever watched every season of. Yeah. And I've watched every episode of about 110 different television shows. Yeah. No, it completely betrays the whole kind of premise of the show that was set up at the beginning. And, you know, the, and honestly, it's just because here's here's the whole thing. You know, the two the two showrunners, you know, Dan and Dave, you know, they approached George. They loved the books, right? And they're like, we're going to make your books into the best television show ever made. And George was really hesitant about it because he didn't want his books to be butchered, you know? Right. He didn't want storylines to be cut. You know, he wanted, you know, if we're going to do it, we're going to put in just about everything that we can fit in there and we're going to do, you know, we're going to do it till it's done. Right. And a quick backstory, when he wrote the books, he came off of writing Beauty and the Beast for 
television in the early 90s um, that he would write a lot of scripts and they would come back to him with, this isn't doable on television. So when he wrote right. this book, the originals, you know, the first one he started with, I'm going to make it so un- impossible to put on TV that no one will even re- approach me about doing it because it would be too expensive. Right. So I just think that's also interesting to go yeah. into it. That <laughs> and so and so he had his meeting with Dan and Dave and they want to do his books as a, as a show. And he meets with them all day. It's like a you know six-hour meeting or some shit. And... Finally, at the end, he you know he asks them, "Well, who's Jon Snow's parents?" Right. You know, if if you if you're really as big a fan as you appear to be, and they apparently they gave the right answer. Um, and so he said, "Okay, let's do it." And for four seasons, it was beautiful. It you was. Know, it was the the I think the the biggest accomplishment, the biggest tour de force in television history. You know, the it was incredible what they accomplished, and then. But after season four, starting in season five, they didn't have source material anymore. Well, I would say season five is in a weird uh, middle ground of yeah. like, it's pretty good because half of it is from the fucking books and right. half of it's them on there. So it's like, right. it's a, it's in the middle. And so they don't have any source material. And so season six, seven, and eight, where they have no source material, are just hot garbage. And they just got worse and worse every season. Season seven was worse than six and eight, season eight's the worst season of the whole thing. And so... But the thing is, because HBO had optioned 10 seasons, right. and George wanted 11, 12, 13 seasons. There's an interview on YouTube that you can look up where he says that, um, that he wanted you know, 12, 13 seasons, but Dan and Dave wanted to have a life. Right. And what they wanted was to do this Star Wars trilogy. You know, right. They have a Star Wars trilogy now. They're going to go make you know, probably a billion dollars they give them the, the knots office. of the Old Republic storyline, because there's a word that that's in the works, I'm, I'm be sure so pissed. I'm I sure want- they will. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and they just completely, you know, I think it was a a mixture of two things. One, Dan and Dave got really fucking tired of it. Right. They were just like this, you know, because they didn't have the source material. And a lot of the actors didn't get paid shit for many, many seasons either. So they, like, I know Lena Headey got fucking like $150,000 for an episode, which is like a lot of money for us, but like for how popular she was on that show or whatever. Yeah. She should have got a whole lot. Well, more. for the last couple seasons, she was getting like 500,000 an episode. And then for season eight, she got a million dollars an episode. Oh shit. Um, th- so they, it got up. Got yeah. Up it got up there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for the first like four seasons, um, it was much lower. Um, and then after that is when it started getting higher. Yeah. Lena, Heedy, Kit Harrington, Peter Dinklage, uh, and Emily, em, Amelia Clark, uh, all made the same amount of money. They made like half a million for seasons six and seven, and then a million for season eight. Right. Um, but anyways, uh, so so Dan and Dave get really fucking tired of it. They don't have any source material anymore, so they're having to pull shit out of their ass. And you know, and people online fucking hate it, and they're getting pissed about that. But then number two, they got this Star Wars trilogy, and they said, "Well, fuck it, then." You know, you know, we'll just wrap this the fuck up as fast as we can. Right. You know, let's do fucking seven and six episodes instead of ten. Let's fucking you know just forget plot lines completely. Let's just you know, let's just get through it as fast as we can. And I think ultimately, and if you watch the finale. Everything ends the same way that it's going to end in the book. I think, you know, what happens to John in the show will happen to John in the book. But I, I think disagree. how we get there will be entirely different. Why does it exist? Why would the Night's Watch even fucking exist? Yeah, I anymore? don't think I don't think the Night's Watch exists. Everything's in so the fucking stupid. That's stupid, right? But I do <laughs> think that John gets like exiled. I think like at the end they'll just be like, well, we could like we couldn't get them to release you, and they couldn't get us to execute you. So instead, you're going to be exiled. See, and then, honestly, and we can work backwards, I guess. How would it even get to there? Grey Worm and all the people aren't even fucking there. They're leaving. Every, know, that's so funny. Everything yeah, so about the final season is written incorrectly. Yeah. Uh, it's just not – no thought went into anything. No thought and went into anything. My no. biggest thing that I'll always stick with is they've done the battles backwards. The battle, I think, for King's Landing and the battle for the world were should have been the other way around. Yeah, it's really it really stupid. It, Fucking way, way better. And the whole sort of, this whole second half of this act of this season is just anticlimactic. For Harry Potter fans, I heard this uh, comparison. It'd be like if Harry Potter in book six defeats Voldemort in book seven. It's now the Quidditch Cup. Right, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's exactly. It's yeah, like it's wait, exactly wait, what? So yeah, and so and so ultimately, what should have happened is in season six when Dan and Dave were fucking over it, they should have just handed off control. Right. To, of the show to someone else that cared more. But George only gave Dan and Dave the rights to do the show because, again, George wanted the show to be done right, and he believed in Dan and Dave. 
Right. And it turns out he was just fucking wrong to put his and belief in And you can tell he knows that now. And in, in yeah. little things he said, he's like, God yeah. damn. He just has yeah. that look in his face of like, can't believe they did that to yeah. me. But because yeah, it's exactly what he didn't want to happen was for shit to get cut and shit to get overlooked and storylines to get forget forgotten. Right. But I say it's also 50% his fault because he should have fucking released the goddamn books like he said he would. Winds of Winter was supposed to be released in 2015. Yeah. And fucking Dream of Spring in 2018. And fucking here we are, you know. And he said maybe by mid-2020 I'll finish. Not yeah. it'll be out. Yeah. I will finish it. Yeah, I'll finish Winds of Winter mid-2020. It'll come out sometime in 2021. And then fucking we'll, Dream of Spring will come out in fucking 2028 when he's fucking 77 years old. I got into a big argument on Facebook the other day because I posted that exact comment, what I just said. Right. Yeah, that w- yeah, and then Dream of Spring isn't going to come out until he's 77 years old. And somebody commented and was like, dude, that's really rude. And I was like, I mean, I, I guess. It's a fact. But it's also very true. It's a mathematical equation. And he was like, well, I didn't realize you were his doctor. And 77 isn't even that old. And I was like, well, seeing as the average life expectancy is 76 and 77 would therefore be the year after most people are dead, I would say that, yes, 77 is old. And also, I don't have to be his fucking doctor to tell you the man's fat. I've been fat for years. I know what fat looks like. I've been you know? Every time I go to the doctor, they tell me I'm fat and <laughs> yeah. it's bad for me. Yeah. So if I see someone else fat, yeah. guess what? The doctor probably told yeah. them. No, Same thing. You fucking health at any size, motherfucker. Get the hell out of here. The man needs to write the fucking book. And then they were like, well, he doesn't owe you anything. He doesn't have to finish the book. It's his book. If he never wants to write another page, that's his prerogative. And I was like, no, fuck that. He does. He owes every single person that made a financial and fucking emotional investment in his world and supported him by reading the books before the show existed when he was just a writer and he didn't have this fucking HBO money. He owes us a conclusion to the fucking story. See, I would say he doesn't owe anyone, but if he had the attitude of that, then he doesn't deserve to have a well-loved story. Like I don't know. It's a weird balance, right? It's like, sure, he doesn't. No one... Deserves it necessarily that he has to do it, but it'd be real fucking cool if he did. <laughs> right. Why we got to shit on that. Right. Yeah. I just, you know, and he's doing all these other projects. He's released like three other books since Dance of Dragons. Right. And he is doing all these other shows. Like he's writing for the prequel shows that they're doing and now. Five spinoffs. Five fucking spinoffs. I'm on, I don't think I'm watching him. I'm sure that HBO will only option like two of them, but. Still, like, he's writing for all these fucking spinoffs. He's writing these other books. Just fucking finish Winds of Winter, you fucking old twat. I agree. I agree. It'll make so much money, too. This one will sell way more than all the other books ever sold. Yeah. I would assume. Yeah, because it's the only book that's been released since Game of Thrones was popular. Dance of Dragons was released during, like, season two or one. Between one and two, I think. Yeah, so, I mean, the show wasn't that big back then. So this book will fucking sell like hotcakes if he'll fucking finish it. Right, so... I will say, I, I agree with you. After season, you know, five, uh, you know, it starts to go down and all that. Um, but I do think this last season ruined any rewatchability. I don't find myself at all wanting to go back and rewatch it. Yeah, no, me either. Um, what I'm actually doing right now, I'm, I'm rewatching it with my girlfriend because she hasn't seen it. Right. You know, so that's where I'm deriving my pleasure is just from seeing her, you know, react. Right. But in the back of my head, I'm like, well, that fucking plot line isn't going to mean shit. You know? <laughs> right. It's like, like God damn it. Uh, Aria, I really enjoyed stuff that happened, but I do think they like ruin shit. I don't know if my candle's fucking with your eyes over there or not. No, nah, my eyes are fucked up, but that's I think that's just my eyes. Okay. They're always <laughs> they're always fucked uh, up. But Powwow last week on here, you know, he he sticks really hard to uh the lost finale's worse. And again, I'm arguing the fi- whole final season. And I I remember at the time I was in the minority, I did not hate the lost finale, right? That was like um everyone else did in the world. And I was like, oh, that was fun. I, I didn't like I didn't uh, dislike the lost finale either. Right. I, thought, I remember being like, sure, it's it could have been better, but it wasn't the worst. That's where I remember thinking. And then I know you've posted Dexter, and I remember I was super in the minority on that of being like, ooh, cool ending. And no, Dexter was the worst finale. Dexter Dexter was the worst finale because it betrayed the whole central conceit of the show the whole thing was that he cannot stop killing people like he would if he could but he just can't you know he's a serial killer he has to do it yeah and then in the end he like sends himself to exile to be a lumberjack and just like stops killing people whoa whoa whoa. i didn't interpret that way at all even a little bit i interpreted he went to be a lumberjack and kill people in that (laughs) area i don't think so well i've never heard anyone say 
I he stopped killing people. Like literally, you just saying that is the first time I've even thought that that's how that ended. Yeah, I, I thought people were pissed because they didn't end it in a way where he stopped killing people and they thought he was going to be saved but now he's just somewhere else killing people and we don't even get a show to watch it that's how i remember people being pissed no i remember being pissed and because because you know how like he always talked to the camera like he would have that voiceover right. yeah a little fourth yeah yeah and then, but at the end it, he's just standing there and he just comes home and he just sits down in like a chair and I think if he was still out there killing people, they would have shown us something like that. You know, they would have shown like he still has his knives or something like that. But no, he just works this lumberjack job. He comes home. His house has nothing in it. It's just like a bed and a chair and a desk. And he sits down and then he looks at the camera and there's no voiceover. So in my mind, it's like he's basically a husk. Like he's basically exiled himself and he's like not even like a person anymore. Like oh, see, just, I, I mean, I, I kind of got that. I think I remember also thinking like he's decided to there is no more personal connections to anyone because that got him in trouble yeah. with his serial killing before. So now he just sits at home and then goes and serial kills. Maybe that's how I viewed it. But I would be OK with that. I'm going to look that, look, to look that up and see uh, if there's this guy. I'm sure me and you're not the first ones to have this conversation. Sure. I just remember at the time, like Cassie, we used to, she loved Dexter and she was like, I remember not like the happiest with the ending. And I remember being like, oh, I thought it was fun. He's now just kills up in Portland or wherever. He's <laughs> right. No, no, I'd be OK with that was the ending. But it, yeah, the Game of Thrones, the lost ending, I mean, was was fine. I thought I thought, I mean, you know, they were dead the whole time. Thing. I think that they planted seeds that they were dead the whole time throughout the entire show. I mean, I. I saw that coming. Right. Well, I think Powell's issue, and I agree, is that everyone guessed it was that in the first season, and then they were like, no, it's not. But <laughs> the writers have come out now since Lost has been off the air and been like, we didn't know what we were doing ever. We came up with that ending at the end because we were like, oh, shit. What? Are we? Okay, I guess, yep, that's what we're doing. So I do think I forgive them more for, like, Game of Thrones, you had this promise of, like, it's all going to wrap up. It's all perfect. It's going to... All these little storylines, we're finally going to... Like, I really want to know what happened in other parts of the world, right? right. Like, uh, like, what's Dario doing back in Marine? Just, yeah, like, yeah. just... There's so much stuff. Like, I still... The woman with the fucking wooden mask. Can't think of yeah, her name right Quaith. now. Yeah, the Quaith. Like, what, what was all that, right? Yeah. And so... I just and Arya learned to fucking shapeshift her face, but she only does it one time to the phrase and mm-hmm. never again, which has no impact on the on the plot. Like her killing the phrase does nothing to the plot. Right, and what I was know, accomplished other than just everyone being like, "Yeah, fuck the phrase." Yeah, like, the geopolitical landscape of the country did not change. Right, and so you're telling me George R. R. Martin because she didn't even get her uncle. Like if if she had killed the phrase, her, her uncle Edmure, who we see in the last episode, and he like wants to be king right. or whatever. He is last seen when Jamie is getting him to yield, try to get, get the blackfish to yield right. r- river run because he's a captive of the, of the phrase. Then Arya kills the phrase and there is no mention. There is no show. There is nothing of her releasing her uncle Edmure from the phrase. So does he just stay in the prison and everyone fucking forgot about him? Or did she, did, did that happen off stage? Because obviously he's not, I would say it had to happen phrase off stage, right? Off, but, but why, why not just fucking mention it? Cause they don't have the money for that. Because shit. they didn't fucking remember. They <laughs> right. forgot he existed, but so I just don't imagine George R. R. Martin would ever write uh, this whole thing of Arya going, you know, to become a faceless man, and then her to come back and never use it. Like yeah. that, just he's better than that. Yeah. Um. So, and honestly, you mentioning Edmer, I think it would have been one hundred times better for them to give him the kingship over Bran in that moment. It'd be way funnier, more I think, on brand of the book of like chaos is a ladder sort of thing like it doesn't always just work out to we're like we'll just put Bran because he's the guy who's done nothing for seasons and seasons just <laughs> sat in a chair and he knew this would happen could predict the future but i think they ruined Bran. Bran has so much potential in the book and i think the show fucking ruined him yeah uh no i agree and i don't know that and they were like oh yeah we'll just pick one that's how this works all the wars fought over the last hundreds of years but that's fine we'll they'll all decide that whoever we pick here in this little meeting of eight people that'll be cool yeah not a big deal Fuck, uh, I hate the last season. I just, yeah. I'll never rewatch it again. And um, the only the redeeming worst. quality was that Ghost got his pets. Yeah, you know, kind of. He lost happened. an ear, though. He did, but that's okay. I mean, you know, all the all, off, the, all the best people off have. stage. I would love to know what happened yeah. with the ear. Um, I just also didn't like how John, I don't think John would have went back. When he left the fucking Knott's Watch, he was like, I'm done. You killed me. Well, I, but that's the thing. And he the didn't go back to the even, fucking Night's Watch. The Night's Watch doesn't goddamn exist. He went exist. back to the Wildlings. He went north to live 
like right. he should have from the beginning with fucking. That would have made more sense. Yeah, I don't think. I don't know why they called it the fucking Night's Watch in the first place because he's the only fucking member of the Night's Watch. Right, unless... Like, you uh, don't see anyone else in black up there. I'm trying to remember. What's his name? Dolores said or whatever? He's dead. He died, right? Yeah, yeah he died so. in, the, in the long night. So he's literally... And, and like Dolores said in that episode, even says that Sam and him and John are like the last surviving members of the Night's right. Watch. And everyone's cool with Sam, just not... Being in the Knots Watch anymore, right, or whatever. And also, he should not be Maester. Yeah. Uh, like, Grand Maester, or even a Maester, because he didn't forge a single link yeah, but in he, his chain. But Jorah, remember? He did the thing for Jorah, and now it he's a Maester. Matter. No, that's not how that works. I hate how convenient everything is. They yeah. just, uh, it's yeah. so it, Because it's just like, well, you know, well, maybe Sam forged his chain off screen. And it's like, well, first of all, that was the first small council meeting, because we saw, like... Tyrion being all like right. worried about the chairs and everything so it couldn't have been more than like a month after the like right. the brand becoming king so no he didn't forge a chain in a month like that's something that you he would have to, a fucking gray beard if he had a forge chain. Right, that's all yeah. that shit takes yeah so no that's horseshit he's the least qualified he's the fucking donald trump of the Archmaster office. Well, the Grand I, I'm office. also su- I'm just super against Bran. I know a lot of people thought it was fun that Bran became king. I was just super against the whole idea. I was like, this is stupid. He's fucking supposed to be the three out Raven or whatever, and being he's something else, right? Like, well, that's the thing is like I'm okay with Bran becoming king. I like the whole justification of like, well, he is like our human like uh, memory or whatever, right? But every single step along the way was stupid. Like, it didn't foreshadow anything about Bran becoming king. In fact, two episodes prior, Tyrion asks him about being Lord of Winterfell, and he's like, I can't be Lord of Winterfell. I can't be Lord of anything. Right. And it's like... That's because he knew he would be king. But that's so dumb. That's so dumb. They can retcon anything with his seeing the future power. (laughs) Yeah. And and that's the thing is, like, too, the whole seeing seeing the future thing. In the books... The Three-Eyed Raven's power is that they can see anything that has been in front of a heart tree. In the past, too, right? Or is it in the future? In the past. I thought it was just the past. All right, the that's I thought it was always in the past. Yeah, it's always the past, and it has to be in front of a heart tree. Yep. So it in the south, where all the heart trees have been cut down, which is where... And then one of the reasons they did that was because uh, Blood Raven, who is the Three-Eyed Crow before him and all this, was used... Anyway... Yeah, right. Because fucking they, people used to have fine. powers to use all that. The green right. seers could use it and shit. And there's a whole thing if they fucking put it in the show, but they don't because it's right. kind of shit. Well, they put it in the show. It's in the first season because I was rewatching the oh. first season. <laughs> and they even say they're like, they're talking about heart trees during like season one, episode one or two. Right. And they're like, um, yeah, you don't see any of these in the South anymore, blah, blah, blah. And there's then, like <laughs> one at King's Landing and it was yeah. put there because some northerner married someone a long time. Like there's. Right. There's like one in so the So now South. we've just decided that Bran is just all-knowing. He's omniscient. He knows everything. He can see anything anywhere. Anything anywhere, including the future. <laughs> you know, just like, oh, my God. I, I'll tell you uh, one thing that I saw, though. We're just jumping all around here. Yeah, but yeah. Brienne, in the last, in that scene where she's writing Jamie's deeds. I've saved this meme. In the white book. I already know what you're about to say, I think. Uh, well, no. I, oh. I, I've seen a lot of memes, but this is, I don't think this is okay. the one you're referring to. Um and then she closes the book before the ink dries. Like she doesn't wait for the I've ink that, to dry. Yeah. And somebody said that that is the perfect metaphor for season eight. <laughs> yes. That's all that exact thing. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. The meme I was referring to, just so anyone knows, is that, um, and Brienne had the bombest pussy of them all. Right, right. right because yeah, yeah. she's riding in Jamie's. Jamie Lannister was a stanky asshole. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I love that. And nobody liked And him. I hate the way they handled Jamie's character. That was so He had dumb. the best art going of everyone. Uh huh. And then you finally come to like, because in the books, you're like, oh, you should, you're in love with Brienne, and it's the only person you've ever loved besides your sister, and you should, you want him to go for it, right? right. So when the show you had happens, you're like, awesome. They're not doing this, forcing this Tormund Brienne bullshit, right. and you're all happy with it. And then he's just like, I'm always an evil shit person. I'm leaving by. That's so dumb. Like literally, oh, I fucking got like. There's yeah. no. It was like not even justified in any good way. Like it just was. Yeah, it wasn't satisfying. Well, yeah, and that's the thing is like the reason that he didn't go because he went like a cup like weeks after the army went. Like right. John and the army and, and like Daenerys and all of them. They went south to go fucking you know 
take King's Landing, and Jamie decided to stay in Winterfell with Brienne because he loved her and everything. Then he hears that they killed a dragon. Like, the news comes that Euron killed a dragon. And I guess he decides at that moment that now his sister is in danger. And that's what, like, gets him to snap and be like, oh, no, my sister's in danger. I have to abandon all of my character development. Your sister was in danger when the army marched a month ago and they had two dragons. Right, I agree. You hear that they have one and, less dragon and you think, well, now Amelia Clark's going to be real pissed. You don't think she was pissed before? Like, And then two things out. See, I remember the other one. When, when they do die and then Tyrion comes and find them and then there's just spots on the floor with no bricks and they're like yeah. buried under two bricks. Yeah, like two it's, bricks. Oh my God. They just, they did the littlest effort on yep. everything in the yep. season. Um, and there was one other thing you mentioned about that. But oh, the dragon dying. They yep. should have saved that for the fucking battle of King's Landing. Yeah. Like that day, they should have all came close, right? And they right. should have been like, oh, impressive with their fucking arrows or whatever. Right. But they all, they clip a wing or something. Right. And then they should have killed a fucking dragon in that battle. And right. then Daenerys snaps if you're going to do it that right. way. Yeah, exactly. Because at least then Daenerys would have a moment like in the battle where, you know, I was going to be merciful. I wanted to be merciful. But they, you know, they killed my baby. Right. You know, but in the in, and you get an awesome shot of like the dragon falling out of the sky and like crushing a bunch of buildings exactly. and shit. But no, instead, Daenerys just the battle is over. The right. swords have been thrown down. The bells are ringing. And she's like, nah, fuck that. Like, and why? Why? Well, I've seen a real funny uh, conspiracy theory. But about the bells? About. Um, no, it was about. Vari's getting that little girl to try to poison Daenerys. That's why he's talking to her. But if he poisoned her with this one poison and didn't do enough, then it would just drive someone mad. And that's, and I was like, you shouldn't have to create a bullshit story to make the last three episodes of a show make sense. Right. Yeah. There's just no reason for Daenerys to have burned down the city. Like, right. If the whole show was like, I'm not going to be the queen of the ashes. That's like right. the whole fucking thing. Right. And like, I get it. I get it. I get it. Like if this is how it had ended where Daenerys does that. Right. And it had been properly like done. Right. I would support it because it's a bold choice. It's exactly the kind of things Game of Thrones would do. But it just like in the last two or three episodes, that was all the buildup we got. Because before that, yeah, she did some crazy shit. She burned some fuckers, you know. Right. But. She didn't, like, take it out on the people. And also, she only, like, killed people that were, like, actively trying to harm her. So, and so so here's the thing, too. What The way that I thought it was going to go down, they're saying, ring the bells. Everyone's yelling, ring the bells, ring the bells. And she's sitting there on her dragon waiting for the bells. Right. And it's, like, a really long fucking tense moment. And I thought they did that very well. What I thought was that she was going to be like, fuck it. I've been waiting here long enough. Like, and the bells wouldn't ring. Right. And maybe like, you know, and then and then it would be like she would be a little more justified so that when Tyrion's like they had surrendered, she'd be like, there weren't any fucking bells, you know, like they didn't fucking ring the bells. So they fucking died. But no, like the bells were ringing. The swords were thrown down and she's just like, fuck it. And here's the thing. You can say like, well, she got mad and she snapped and blah, blah, blah. But she's stupid. Because that's her fucking town that she's burning down. Right. Once the war is over, once the swords are thrown down and everything, that's her walls she's destroying. Right. I agree. You know, like. Yeah. She In in the book, she is stupid. I will say that. Like, uh, when I read the books, I think she's the dumbest character next to Sansa. Sansa's dumber. um, As far as a POV character you have. Um, But. Sansa is, I guess, another one that turns out well. Her story in the TV show ends up going all right. They don't fuck hers over too bad. Right. They keep her pretty true, and I like her responses to a lot of things and how, like, she wants to be the queen. Like, I think they handle Sansa well, so they do justice to her, I guess. Um, but, yeah, all in, all in all, like, they just made the wrong decision, in my opinion, on almost everything in this yeah, season. almost everything, yep. And it was like... And then what happens to Arya at the end of the episode? A horse appears. And we'll make it look dramatic like it's really important, and then we're never going to mention that horse again. Yeah, like, the little just, girl had, like, the horse toy, <laughs> and then the horse appeared... And, like, I thought maybe, like, Bran was warging the horse to, like, save her. You know? No. Just found a horse. Now, the best thing about a shitty season are the best memes. Oh, yeah. Fire memes. The whole... The best memes to me are all the... And I saw, like, the, you know, strain of, like, 30 of them the other day of... uh, 
you know, the after the episode talks, and it's like, mm-hmm. well, we, we kind of forgot that Daenerys did this in season three. Yeah. And there's so many that are so spot on that uh-huh. you can't read all those and be like, well done season. Yeah. Well, that all originates because in one of those after the episode things, uh, Dan Weiss was like, yeah, well, Danny kind of forgot about Euron's uh, fleet. And that's why the dragon died. Like, that's the justification that he gives in the official thing is that Daenerys just forgot. Right, because some an airplane can't see ships on a sea. Right, but here's the thing. Five minutes later, five minutes preview, previous in that episode, in that same episode, five minutes previous, they're having the war council. Right. Right, where, like, everyone's in that room and the map is laid out. And Varys is like, Euron's fleet continues to be a problem. And Daenerys is like, oh, we'll have to do something about that. <laughs> right. And then what? She forgot on the way down to King's Landing? Right. It's only a five-minute flight, as we've learned <laughs> right. from these and, later seasons. And, like, because, and you say that, but that's true. <laughs> like, because she got there on the back of Drogon. From fucking Dragonstone, which is right next to King's Landing, right to fucking miles and miles beyond the wall, right to rescue the people that had gone north of the wall to get the white, right. We can only assume it was less than a day. It was well, it was way less than a day. It was one right. night. It was like right because they didn't have any food, and there was like and it was it was one night for Pod for Podrick. Not Podrick for Gendry to run from that spot on foot back to the wall, <laughs> send a raven, that raven to get to Dragonstone, and then Daenerys to get on her dragon and fly back. So we're talking about like a two, three hour flight. Right. You know, and that's canon. That's some canon shit. Yeah. You know? Like Man, they ruined the show. They ruined the fucking show. And 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 you know, so that so yeah, so in two hours she fucking forgot that Euron's fleet existed. But even if you want to be you know, generous and say, well, it took a few weeks for them to get down there. She forgot. Right. The the things already destroyed her fleet once. Like Euron's fleet destroyed her fleet at the end of season seven when they're at Casterly Rock and right. Casterly Rock's been abandoned and it was a trap that Euron set to destroy their fleet. Like that already happened. So you're telling me she forgot? Yeah. It's just crazy. And again, she is dumb in the books as far as making dumb. dumb emotional decisions. But yeah, she wouldn't be like... And it just, again, I can't explain this enough. There are hundreds of ships in an ocean, uh-huh. and she's on a dragon in the sky, yep. but they're just behind a mountain. Yeah. Just Not a even ma- a big mountain. A little mountain sticking out of the sea. Yeah. And they have hundreds of ships just yep. perfectly in a spot to where her in the air never mm-hmm. see them the whole right. time. And I'm like, that's just not how it works. That's how no. physics works. Nope, and it's shit. not. So, and, and again, <laughs> just to shit on the show even more, those kind of mistakes that they make. Water bottle, Starbucks cup. Oh, my God. So stupid. <laughs> so stupid. And that's a perfect metaphor. But anyways, why is Sam at the Night's Watch? Why does Sam end up in the Night's Watch? Are you telling me originally? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because his father sends him away so he doesn't inherit their land. That so that he doesn't inherit his Correct. land, right? Yep. Daenerys refers to his brother as his older brother. Really? Yes. I didn't notice that. Yes. Oh, shit. I have to go back and rewatch it yes. now because it's so obvious. I mean, it is his younger brother. That's just in you. Everyone knows that. Right. Like, it has to be his younger brother because that's the whole reason he ends up in the wall. And then in season eight, they're talking about it and he, he, they they talk about it as the, his older brother. And so if he yeah, had I an older that. brother. I missed that completely, yeah. Then why the fuck did he do any of it? Like, right. it's so dumb. And that's just the, that's just the show. It's just they're just like, oh, whatever. Just fucking, you know, put right. it out there. Like, they have no one fact checking. And even shit. something that should have been fun, like when Braun comes in to talk to Tyrion and Jamie, and it's like, it's, to my man, and it should have came out like, well, hey, guys, you're st- your sister's offered me all of this. What are you going to offer me? Because he should be like way friendlier. He was like a dick the whole time. And I think Braun up to that point has always been like pretty like, no, just pay me and we're fine. So like even something like that should have been like, ooh, this is fun. Braun and Tyrion back together and they ruined that. Like yeah. there wasn't a scene that they didn't ruin in my opinion. I did like uh, how they did Braun and Davos in the small council. Right. <laughs> um, that uh, Braun is the master of coin and one-liners. And... Uh, Davos is the master of ships and grammar. Ah, yes, <laughs> yeah. that was good. That was good because I mean, first of all, honestly, I'm, that last scene might be the only good s- scene of the season. Yeah, uh, as far as if they kept it going, you're like, sure, I'll watch this sitcom version of <laughs> yeah. Game of Thrones. I mean, because 
my favorite character was always Stannis. Yeah. And in the books, my favorite character is still Stannis because he has yet to like burn his child alive. And yeah. I don't think that's going to happen in the books because his kid isn't even with him in the right. books. His kid is back at the wall and he's at Winterfell. And he loves his daughter a lot. Yeah. And, and, and I think that Melisandre will burn his kid without telling him and then he'll freak out and, you know. Exile her. Yeah. So, but anyways, um, so I, I love Stannis and I loved him correcting people's grammar all the time. I thought that was great. And then Davos went from being this illiterate, you know, guy to now correcting people's grammar. I really liked that little, right. little nugget. Um, right. But you had to like, I had to wade through a pile of shit to get to this one little nugget. <laughs> right. of like, Oh, that's cool. And now, uh, I guess we in here cause I know we're probably going along forever. Uh, I do think my my latest conspiracy theory is George R. R. Martin was cool with them ending all this early so he could take notes of what not to do and just think because honestly <laughs> the fact that what makes the season seem worse is you know it comes out on a Sunday the episode and then by that Monday someone has this huge fucking Reddit post of like here's how you would have wrote this episode perfectly right and then you're like you read it and you're like yeah yeah this this random fuck on the internet's got it figured out yeah and so <laughs> I do feel like part of that has definitely hurt the show. That some people are so good on the internet of being like, well, here's where you fucked up. Right. And then now George R. R. Martin could just wade through years and years of that and be like, all right, well, let's see how we're structuring. <laughs> let's get the best ideas from here. Yeah, George R. R. Martin definitely won't do that. Um, <laughs> if you if you uh, you listen to like some of his interviews, he like hates fan fiction. Right. Like he thinks fan fiction should be like fucking illegal. Like he hates it. And uh, and they ask him, they're like, well, what about like, you know, do you ever like read these theories and think like, oh, that would be really good. And he's like, fuck no. He's like, I purposefully don't do that because when you do that and you see like a really good idea, my inclination, like my immediate reaction is to be like, well, fuck that. Then I'm not doing it that way. Right. You know, when like that's an idea that like I could have had on my own. But now I'm just like, like I'm it's not, corrupted. I, right. yeah, I'm not going to do it because somebody's figured it out. And so I don't want to know what people have figured out and what they haven't. And like with the whole R plus L equals right. J, you know, and, and who Jon Snow's parents were, that was like his big twist from, from the beginning. Right. And that he had that in mind from the beginning and then people like figured it out. And he said like it was a struggle not to go back and just fucking rewrite it and be like, well, fuck you then if you figured it out. I'll fucking. He's an incest baby with <laughs> Ned and Leon. <laughs> right. Oh, like, you know, and so. um but it's so funny though because George is like look I just want to write the story I don't want to know what people are thinking right I don't want to know if they figured anything out because I don't want to be tempted to change the core of the story in order to like subvert people's expectations and then you like cut to like Dan Weiss right in in one of those behind the scenes things after the episode and he's like yeah we just really wanted to subvert expectations and so we we did it this way and blah 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 and right. it's like, it's like the Arya thing twat. Yeah. it's like Arya ending the war or whatever yeah and how they basically just pissed off and I don't care if it was the princess that was promised but what was the other shit that made her feel like well the princess that was promised that's so stupid that that's the justification that people are using because I know. how was she born amidst salt and smoke exactly you know like what i think like um whose so, dagger did she like because the person that was supposed to be the prince that was promised was supposed to you know kill the person that they love in order to do the right thing or whatever which right. is what john winds up doing at the end right. so it's like are they all the prince that was promised they all fulfill a different part of the pro- prophecy and if so that's dumb right but like and the thing is, because the show is so stupid, you don't know if this is really how it's going to go. Like, this is the real story. Right. Or if this is just the showrunners being dumb. Because it would be a very George R. R. Martin thing to do to be like, oh, no, prophecies are dumb. Like, you shouldn't right. have believed but he prophecies. he would have pulled it off so much better. But he would have pulled it off so much better. And there would have been little nuggets sprinkled throughout that you could, you know, look right. back on and be like, oh, you know. But this way, you're just like, oh, Arya did that. And they're like, yeah, you should have known that because Melisandre said she would close blue eyes. And I'm like, fucking Tormund has blue eyes. He's always had blue eyes. Right. Like, Brienne has blue eyes. Probably like, like at least the 25% of the people <laughs> she's ever met had right. blue eyes. <laughs> right. Yeah, I agree. It's, uh, I don't know. It sucks that it ruined it in on such a sour note because it is something that I, at one time was like, fuck, Game of Thrones is my shit. Right. And I think the big thing that sticks out to me, it's what ruined it. And I'm sure it ruins all kinds of nerd shit out there. Of It got too mainstream. Pe- and because people still think it's awesome. You know, on my yep. friends list. So like, that was great. And they're the people that they've never read the books. And you don't have to. I'm not saying you do. But they view it as an action show. Right. Like Game of right. Thrones is an action movie television show. Right. And to them, this season is fantastic. Right. It's explosions and things blow up and all that right. shit. 
but to me, it is a dramatic political thriller. Thriller, right? Like, and so they lost all of that. Yep. And that's why I think I'm upset, and you're upset, and other people are like, "This is fucking great." Oh, you killed a guy, right? So that's just where we're at, right? Yeah. About too mainstream. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Is it's just like it just became a like, well, what are people going to think are is the coolest? And even a really good episode still has that pitfall. Like when Sansa feeds Ramsey to the dogs, right? Everyone was like, yeah, that's the best. Like he, he got what he deserved. And they're like all hard about it. Right. But the thing is like George R. R. Martin's whole entire fucking message is that revenge is never okay. Right. Like that's the whole like moral of the story is like when you seek revenge best to dig two graves because right. yeah, and that's the that's what we get like so like for instance in the past when a character like um like um the bastard what's his name i just said it the, the, oh ramsey ramsey like in the past when a character like ramsey died in the show and in the books it was never told from the perspective of the person that killed them like when joffrey died it wasn't told from the perspective of the queen of roses right. it was told from cersei's perspective you right. see cersei holding him you see her reacting and it becomes about cersei's it's somewhat grief. through sansa's perspective her running right and, and so you and see how this that. affects people like negatively and you in like yes joffrey dies in that moment and in that moment you're like yeah fucking joffrey's dead but your whole immediately after having that thought you're like oh fuck what's gonna happen now like cersei's upset Tyrion's in trouble sansa's gone like revenge leads to bad shit but when sansa feeds ramsay to the dogs you're just like yeah fuck yeah you get what you get and but no there's no reaction to that right. nobody ever tries like, to take all the Northmen that support him are all like good right i guess right. they're like oh we're fine like oh we'll just kneel to john now it's cool yeah you know like and that's just not how it would ever happen in the books or how it has happened in the show up to this point. Right. You know, so people say, well, you can't just compare it to the books. It's like, well, no, I'm comparing it to the first four and a half seasons of the show. Well, and because, again, the first three seasons are the books. Yeah. They're really, really close. They're right. as close as a TV show can get right. to a book. Uh, they changed very little, um, very small things. So, like, I think it is fair to compare it. Yeah. And for me to have an expectation of the book would never do this. Right. I think that's totally right justified but all right man uh all right i think we got all of our game of thrones stuff out at least for now and then our little politics stuff you can come on and talk about fun stuff again you know if you want video games or something what video games are you playing these days fortnite still fortnite man i bought the witcher yeah thinking i would play it and i need to just stop buying video games because i have i have changed as a gamer i i used to be an rpg guy i mean i played right. dragon age and fallout and you know Skyrim and all that stuff, but now those kind of games just fucking bore me to death. You know, I, I don't want to fucking watch cutscenes. I don't want to fucking read. I don't want to. You know, all I want to do. Is, I played Diablo three. That broke me of my Fortnite addiction for a little while because it's a game where you just mindlessly go through. Yeah, you through talked about a little bit last yeah. time you're on here, and so and and that's how Fortnite is. I can just kind of play it mindlessly while you listen to an audio book or something. It right. doesn't require a lot of like attention. You know, a lot of thought. And so I guess I've just changed as a, as a gamer. I need to stop buying RPGs. But I bought The Witcher 3 finally, and right. I played it for like, I don't know, 10 yeah, minutes. I, and I think people totally do change. Like, I used to actually not hate competitive multiplayer games. Like, I remember I loved Call of Duty World at War, for instance. Right. That was one I really liked. I could care less about most competitive multiplayer games these days. It's just like, I don't need to prove I'm better than you at anything. <laughs> I just don't care. Um, now, I do still like RPGs. I will say... Uh, like, I like a lot of nostalgic things. So right now I'm playing Dark Cloud. I'm about to beat it, a uh, PS2 game. I'm on the last dungeon or whatever. And it's because I can just turn it on and kind of... I'm not thinking too hard. I, I beat the right. game before. Um, and I'm like, well, I'm getting this fucking platinum trophy. <laughs> fucking Dark Cloud. So I've been playing that. Um, I've tried to play a little Rocket League here and there. It's like Rocket League. I've still never played that game. It's so good. I need to play it. Yeah, it you'd really fun. like it. You'd really like it. And I think Epic just uh, bought them. Really? Bought the studio. So now they're part of that whole thing. That's cool. Um, so I play a little bit of that, but in general, I find it harder, even though I still love like a last of us or, you know, a story third person game I do mm -hmm. enjoy, but it is harder for me to get into them now. For sure. Like they have to be fucking surprised. Like God of War. I will still say it's my second favorite game of all time. Probably, you know, kind of last year. Yeah. It's and I, so I played good. through God of War and, and completely. And I just think that game was just so good. Right. You know, the I pacing's mean, so I, perfect. I and like, and right, you got there, but another game, like I've played other games that are action and I'm like, I don't 
you need to do more for me. Like, I got to really fucking be into it because I'm rather going to have to pay attention a lot or I'm not paying attention at all. And I'm not good at this in between (laughs) between stuff. So, And I make so much music, which I'm sure all the time I rarely play many games, but I'm almost done uh, getting all my shit uploaded. By the time this episode comes out, I should have all 69 of my new beats uploaded. 69 new beats. Yeah, bro. And uh, they'll be coming out from June 1st through November 5th. one every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. And then on July 4th, uh, I have an EP coming out with Strong Maurice. Um, and it's fucking going to be awesome. So anyway, that's all the stuff I know about my music. Hell yeah. And then you know, I make this podcast, let everybody know. Um, but you got anything else? Nah, man. I think I'm, think I'm good. All right. Peace, man. Deuces. Beats.